Chats from the Blog Cabin. Your favorite podcast is here. Welcome back to another episode of Chats from the Blog Cabin. You know, the show where I virtually invite people into the Blog Cabin to chat about life. And today we're chatting all about branding. And with me is Lydia. Lydia has, she has a group called the Pierre Branding Group. And tell us a little bit about yourself before we start talking about branding. Absolutely. Well, my name is Lydia Pierre. I am a native of Haiti. Um, actually wasn't born there, but my parents are from Haiti. So I have that background going for me. Um, and I got into branding because um, I've always been a self-proclaimed entrepreneur since I was younger. Um, since I was about 14 years old, my parents actually had set up shop for me in the house so I could be able to do hair and things like that for clients. Mm-hmm. So I've always had this entrepreneurial spirit that I kind of adopted from my father. So having that support system has always been very great for me to, as I blossomed and grew and kind of t- dibble dabbled in different mm-hmm. industries and things like that. So when I was in a position to be able to support others, I just wanted to do so. I wanted to help others become or embrace who they were and embrace their d- many talents and figure out how to package those talents. So becoming a, a brand manager has helped me successfully do that with many clients who may have seemed like they were all over the place, mm-hmm. um, but we were able to kind of create a story that kind of pulled it all together to make it all make sense under one umbrella. I love that. Now, we we were talking right before we went on about how it's important to have diversity in, in companies and yes. across the board and for inclusion of every people of every color, people of every nationality, every ethnic origin, every sexuality, everything, every yeah. religion, it's important for that. So why is it important? Because a lot of people still don't get it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, it's important because especially in a world that is so, today's world, which is so diverse and so multicultural, you want to be able to relate to everyone. I mean, especially if you're trying Mm -hmm. to build a brand, you don't want to segment yourself and only tap into one audience when you can get everyone. Why not? You know? So um, even here at Peer Branding Group, if you ever look at our team page, we have a very diverse team. We have everyone from Asian to African-American to Hispanic, because we really believe in having that multicultural experience, even within the organization, as well as having that reflected in our clients as well. So um, it's very important to not Put yourself in a box. Why would you? Because there's so many other people who could benefit from the services you provide, from the from the different things that you could bring into this world and the impact you can make with your brand. So you want to be sure to touch as many people as possible if you are looking to make that kind of an impact in the world. Have you ever come up against someone that said, I don't want to work with you only because you're an African-American woman? I mean, to me, I just, your energy is like, oh, I just, I love your energy. I mean, as soon as we got on, I noticed the shoes and we had a conversation about your shoes, but your energy was what drew me to you. I'm like, "Hmm, I need, maybe need to work with her on branding with me. Thank you so much. And that's such a blessing. And that has become my signature in a sense. People always talk about my energy and how they feel when they're around me. So no, I haven't, I, I, if there's some wood, I would knock on it, but I haven't run into that problem as far as my ethnicity. I mean, if anything, um, I've been received well with open arms in many environments. I, I haven't had the experience where my skin color has kept me out of a room. Um, there's a lot of times I'm the only black person in the room, but it's actually to my benefit in the sense that they either 
want to know how to get more people involved, how to get more ethnicities involved in the culture of the company or in the boardroom or anything like that. And I do what I can to help usher more people in. So how long have you been in business in the branding business? Cool. Okay. So officially since 2018, but I've been doing the branding for about 11 years now. Um, just kind of learning the ropes. Cause you know, you got to pay your dues a little bit, mm -hmm. try to build your brand equity in the, in the industry. Um, so I did a lot of brand building, kind of building up my reputation, my credibility, um, and just kind of really learning um, as much as I can before I really took that full on leap myself. Um, but that was in 2018 where we actually formed what we call now Peer Branding Group. Before that, I went as your beauty liaison because I was heavily immersed in the beauty industry. And that's where I got my start because I am actually a licensed cosmetologist by trade. Um, but um, as I mentioned to you offline, um, I have dibble dabbled in a, quite a few different industries, everything from working at a chiropractic office as the office manager to doing weddings at, as a wedding coordinator. Um, I kind of run the gamuts, but it's interesting how all of those things came together to help me service my clients because I have clients who are from all of those different industries. <laughs> I love that. I love, I was about ready to say, well, you can kind of take what you learned from each each one and then you just said it for me. <laughs> yes. Yes. It's just, it's so amazing how God works and how that all came together. I love that. I love how you give the credit to God because I think a lot of people don't give the credit to God. Yes. 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 Well, we are a Christian-based company as well. Um, and we are open to all ethnicities, all cultures, all religions. We work with everyone from everywhere. So our mission is to really sh be the catalyst that helps entrepreneurs not only propel their brands, but also embrace who they are, no matter who they are. Um, and we, we love to be able to spread that love and have that family culture that we have at PBG. Yeah, because before when we were talking before we came on, you were talking about how some of your clients had lost people to COVID and how yeah. it was a family culture and it had been a hard two weeks for you guys. So let's talk about how you created that family culture. In your oh, company. man. Uh, well, a big part of it is just communicating it, making it clear to not only our team, but making it clear to clients as we are onboarding them that we are a family and that we move like a family and then standing by that. So that does mean going that extra at that extra mile with that extra smile kind of thing. Mm -hmm. um, being sure to reach out to them outside of the times that you're just working with them, making sure that they're okay. Because with entrepreneurs especially, um, and I tell my clients that as they're entering this new space, is that you're, there's going to be times where you don't want to do this anymore. There's going to be times you want to give up, times that you want to throw in the towel, because life happens, you know? So we... we let them know that we will be there for them to help encourage them, support them, yell at them if we need to, and just kind of pull them out. Cause sometimes you have to tell them about themselves. So um, yeah, so we, we, we kind of reinforce that and let them know that we love them, but we give that tough love as well because we don't want to be that yes friend, you know? So mm -hmm. um, we make sure that we um, are what they need when they need it. And we call them cousins. <laughs> I love that, cousins. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and we make sure they all meet each other. So that's really what really reinforces it. Um, our clients, we make sure they interact with each other. So we create events mm -hmm. where they could engage and meet each other. They, we have them post each other, all things like that. Say hello, welcome to the family. So we kind of, we really create that family culture. Wow. You know, a lot of companies nowadays don't create that family culture of supporting each other to have the yeah. you know, other clients support the other clients. I think that's great. Yes, yes. And, and that thought behind that, and I'll be honest, it is a, it, it is to the benefit of the company as well, because the more they support each other, encourage each other, not only do they want to stay as part of the family, but um, that's another audience that you're tapping into. Because 
if you are in logistics and you are being cross promoted by someone who is a chiropractor or by someone who is working with a nonprofit, mm -hmm. that's another audience you're just kind of tapping into. It just extends your reach. So many hands make the load light. <laughs> uh, I love that. So we're going to take a brief commercial break, but when we come back, we're going to talk about branding and why, how to protect your brand, because that's very important. So absolutely. Chats from the blog cabin. Hit subscribe and don't miss the next episode. Chats from the blog cabin. Enjoying this episode? Leave a review now. Schooling just got easier and deliciously fun. My new book, Dishing Up Devotions, 36 Faith-Building Activities for Homeschooling Families is a delightful devotional the whole family will love. With encouragement for mom, fun family activities, conversation starters, and simple baking recipes, it's sure to feed your family's faith while building lasting memories in just minutes a week. And we are back chatting about branding with Lydia. Yeah. Let's yeah. talk about how important it is to protect our brand because a lot of people come and they see you doing something and they'll start imitating. Yep, it's, it's definitely something. And I know they say Im imitation is a form of flattery. Um, <laughs> but in the world of branding, it can actually be something that undercuts your, your profits. <laughs> so um, as much as it, it's great that someone wants to imitate you and they love what you're doing so much that they want to be you, it's not something that you want to happen in this space. So um, some of the things you want to make sure that you do in order to prevent that is you want to make sure that you have your copyrights, your trademarks, and that you have ownership of your brand. Um, that might look like making sure that your content, your imagery, your videos are all protected mm -hmm. and that you have, like we said, the appropriate copyrights and trademarks in place to do that. So without that proper protection or the proof of that mm -hmm. being licensed material, um, a competitor can definitely steal your branded content and claim them as their own. So you want to be sure that you avoid that at, at all possible by putting those measures in place. So how do you begin to even do that? Because I know a lot of people are like, it's so over my head, I'm not even gonna bother with it. Well, I always recommend you get an attorney to help you with that, if at all possible. I'm, I know there's so many DIYs and YouTube videos and different things of that nature. Um, but ultimately, if you get an attorney to really um, do that for you and they'll be able to take the proper measures to make sure it's done the right way. Because you don't wanna miss something or overlook something and the next thing you know, there was a loophole and now you are in a situation that you don't wanna be in. Mm. yeah wow so <laughs> you said the copyright and yes. everything else well let's talk about social media because a lot of times when social media when you post something social media owns whatever you post isn't that funny a lot of people don't know that yeah <laughs> yes yes so how do so, you get around that hmm, well of course like we said making sure all your content is branded maybe making, putting a trait, putting your um, logo and some kind of a watermark or some kind of a distinguishing mark on your content will really help. I'm sure some people have seen on social media where you'll see people put their tag across the picture or in the, somewhere mm -hmm. behind the picture, usually in a spot where it can't be cut off. So it might be right in the middle and it could be a little bit light or faded to the back so it doesn't really interrupt the content, but you wanna do it in a way where 
in order to see the content, you have to kind of leave it there. So mm -hmm. um, that's one kind of a approach you can take. Um, outside of that, if you want to think about anything like your websites and stuff like that, make sure that the names, that you own all of your names on all those platforms. So making sure that there's a consistency when it comes to the way that you name the platforms, um, making sure it matches your name, making sure it matches your website, all of that so that it can really all come back to you and, and kind of direct that traffic back to you as well. That would be very helpful. Um, yeah, so those are some of the measures you can take. And of course, monitoring, Mon you have to monitor, you have to look and see where content may be. And there's different softwares and different programs you can use for that. But um, that is definitely something you wanna do as well. You don't wanna just put your content out there and then forget about it. You wanna follow it <laughs> and make sure it's doing what it needs to do as far as insights and all of that, but also making sure someone else is not pretending to be you. I love that. I wish I had known that tip about having everything across the board on social media, the same yeah. name, because mm -hmm. I'm all over the place when I first started. So now I'm okay. trying to slowly get back to where it needs to be. <laughs> right, right, right. And even with your websites, people should not only just get one, one domain, you want to make sure you acquire all your real estate online. So mm -hmm. you want to be sure to get not only the, the your main domain, but also make sure you get the .org and the .net versions of your .com name. Because if your brand does um, get ex significant exposure at some point and you build it into this super brand, your competitors can scoop it up and then try and sell it back to you for a very, very hefty fee. So you don't want that to happen. Wow. I mean, yeah. I've friends that actually, people have like, for instance, my main blog is Adventures of Frugal Mom. And people say, it's somebody went back and put a in there adventures mm -hmm. of a frugal mom and tried to get all the traffic from my site over to yes yes they call that brand piracy i believe yeah they could definitely hijack your traffic it's it's insane the different ways that people can move in on your brand so let's talk about okay i'm a new client and i'm coming to you what do you suggest you know what do you say to a new client that's coming in like do they have to be kind of open to your ideas of what you want for branding well, we, we, we make sure that they know that it's a comfortable and safe place first, the way they can exchange your ideas and let us know what they're thinking. Because a lot of times these are people who are new to not only the idea of branding, but they're scared to become entrepreneurs. So you want to make sure that they know this is a safe place to kind of share those ideas and ask for the help that they really need. So it's, it's okay if they don't know everything. That's what we're here for. And we don't know everything. We just make sure we find people who do. That's the whole point. So um so when they do come into or start the onboarding process, they fill out a questionnaire. And after they complete that questionnaire, we use that information to see if they qualify for some of our services. Um, then we do what we call an intro call, which is a free 10 minute call that we jump on with them. And of course, because of my energy and me being bubbly and all of that, mm -hmm. it goes from 10 minutes to 60 minutes quick. <laughs> <laughs> I can see that. <laughs> so I'm trying to pull back on that, but um, it's again, because I love converse, having those conversations with clients and or potential clients and making them feel at ease so they can know the environment they're coming into. And again, that this is a safe place. I think that is so important to feel that you're coming into an organization that you not only trust, but that you respect and that you know the information that you're sharing is not going to be misused or abused or that you're not going to be um, talked down to. Because again, these are people who are coming to you with their ideas and concepts in an infancy stage. And we're, we're very respectful of that and that we know what we say to them could make maybe make them throw that whole dream away. Mm -hmm. So you wanna be careful um, to really handle them with care because what you say can really make them feel like 
man, that was a stupid idea. And now next thing you know, they, they're not, they're not pursuing that dream or that idea or that business mm -hmm. anymore. Yeah. Now, how is important is it? You know, I notice a lot of times you hear in the thing that like, for instance, I know back, was it last year or the year before when Lady Annabellum changed their name to Lady A and that was a whole big controversy. Did you remember that controversy? Cause there was a, a jazz singer that had the name Lady A. I remember, I remember coming across that. Yes, I didn't really delve into it, but I do remember coming across that. But that's not something that's not familiar. I mean, um, having to change your name to either because either the name has already had some stains attached to it mm -hmm. or maybe you just want to reinvent yourself. So there's many reasons. Many people, Some people may change their name or their brand or their restaurant names just because of the affiliations they may have um, attached to it sometimes. Because say what I was what I was going for is it's important as minority owners to actually make sure that all this stuff is in place because they sometimes get run over in the legal system as far as the trademarks go. Oh, absolutely! All, all the more reason, and that's especially why here at Pierre Branding Group we make sure that we take a holistic approach with our clients. So it's not just about building their brand, but making sure their brand is a business before they build it and that is mm -hmm. set up properly. So what makes us different and unique as a marketing agency is that we do have a business consultant on the team and he's actually the gatekeeper in a sense. Mm -hmm. So after they talk to me and do the intro call and all of that, we redirect them back to the business consultant so that he could be able to speak with them and make sure that they are properly set up, that they have all their ducks in a row, that they have their business plan, and also that they understand that branding is just a piece of having the business set up. Mm -hmm. It's not the whole business. Sometimes people come to us with this amazing idea and they just want to brand it, but it's like you 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 are in danger of branding something. And if it's not set up, like we talked about earlier, someone can just come take that business right out from under you. So it's important that we um, take that approach with our clients and make sure they go through all the proper avenues to make sure the business is set up correctly. Now, I love the fact that you have a business consultant on your staff. What other mm -hmm. people, what other type of people do you have on your staff? Well, we have a pretty dope team. I love that. <laughs> we have what we call the powerhouse of consultants. Um, we're actually um, going to be launching a campaign to kind of really promote each person individually because here at Peer Branding Group, we believe that you should be building your brand as you're building other brands. Mm -hmm. So our team are made up of individuals who not only work with us, but they also have their own brand and they're experts in their own right. So we have our business consultant who is Alan Ald. He's our senior business consultant. Um, his company is Alan Ald Consulting. Um, then we have Keitha Maciel, who is our senior branding consultant. Um, she's known as the brand therapist on the team. I love um, that. <laughs> then we have Kimberly Brown, who is our senior PR consultant. She's known as our media maven. Um, and then you have myself, um, which I am the senior director of brand management. I've repositioned myself within the company as such. So I kind of just oversee the projects, but together we are all the powerhouse of consultants. Um, so we're gonna be doing everything from webinars to seminars to classes and things of that nature to really help get the team out there and really position them as the experts that they are in the industry. And then we have our creative team, which is everything from an image consultant to our graphic designer, to our um, videographer, to our event architect. So we have everything you need in-house in order to build a really great, great brand. Did you ever think when you first started this brand that it started this um, company that you were going to have as many people and it was going to be as well received as it was? Oh, wow. That is a great question. So I did, but I didn't. So <laughs> I, I did, but I didn't know that I would, it would really work. 
if that makes sense, I just didn't know it would really work. So of course you have your strategy, you have your ideas, but to see it actually come to life right before your eyes and see how people receive you for real. It's like, and I tell my clients this, there's moments you go through what we call imposter syndrome, where you think mm -hmm. what you're saying doesn't match what you're, it doesn't, doesn't match your idea. What's really happening doesn't really match. So it's when those two things really come together that you start to really see, oh, wow, I'm doing it. <laughs> so um, I did go through that period of time where I was like, maybe I'm doing too much or maybe I'm not who I say I am. And I'm still going through that now because there's different levels. Even when you think you're there, there's still more to achieve. So I, mm -hmm. even recently I was going through what I was thinking was like, well, maybe I'm doing too much. I'm trying to do too much. I need to t dial it back. Or who do I think I am? And you just have to have those talks with yourself and with your team sometimes and, and just kind of get yourself back into a, alignment and realize you are who you say you are. So yeah, that's hard. Imposter syndrome, especially with women, it hits really yes. hard with women. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. So it's important that you have people around you that not only support your vision, but understand your vision. So you do have to, to make your vision clear and plain so that the others who are part of your team can see it and run with it. I know that's biblical, um, but it, it, it stands true. If, if it's not outlined in a way where everyone can grasp the concept, Mm -hmm. then they can't really build on it for you. I mean, my team is so amazing. They take the ideas that I've come up with and they make it their own. It's amazing to watch happen. It's like, oh my God, I even think of that. <laughs> so it's amazing. It's, a, it's an awesome experience. I love that. And you can tell that you definitely have confidence in your team and you're proud of your team and that you're willing yeah. to support. And a lot of bosses aren't like that. A lot of bosses are like, oh, they'll take credit for their team's work. But I love the fact that you said, I have an idea, but they take it and make it their own. I love that. Well, that's the beauty of what we do as a branding company. And I, I had to kind of put this in my mind, even before I started the company, that even with my clients, if they get the, the if they're in the spotlight and they get the exposure they need, it inevitably comes back <laughs> to your branding group. So there's no need to try and beat them to it or stay in the forefront because if my team is successful and they're doing amazing then it's still going to be a benefit to peer branding group at the end of the day so there's no reason to not push them to the forefront hence the reason we're doing the powerhouse of consultants campaign because we want them to be in the forefront so people can see how amazing the team is here in the culture are you ever scared that you're showing them how amazing your your culture is, your people, your consultants are, that they're going to say, oh, some company, some great big company is going to come steal them away from you? Are you ever scared I mean, of that? Um, that? That is something you can be scared of, but that's why we created the culture in the first place. We <laughs> create that family culture to kind of keep people here, making them wanting to stay and be part of this family. Um, and we, we create it in a way where it can't be easily duplicated. So when you when you go that extra mile with your clients as well as your consultants, they love it here. <laughs> so as long as they love it here, then there's no no fear of that happening. I love that. And that's with any relationship. That's with any relationship. <laughs> that's so true. Now you've actually started um, launching some videos as well. So let's talk yeah. about that. Let's talk about yes. what made you decide to do that. Okay, so the videos that we launched, um, it's a, a, a series, it's called Brand Yourself and Get Ahead. Um, and that is actually a series that kind of came to mind to do. And it's kind of like an interview style series. So I actually interview my clients, myself, um, and we sit down and we talk about what their experience has been with Peer Branding Group and how branding has not only helped them get ahead, but what, what it has 
how they've learned what it is while they've been working with us because we found that many of our clients were getting called on to speak on branding. Mm-hmm. Um, so when they were getting called on to speak on branding, they'll come back and say, Lydia, okay, so this organization asked me to come and talk about my brand and how it was built and da, da, da. So can you help me? So we will help them package it so they could go speak. Um, and just kind of like you said about the bosses not giving people credit, someone else probably would have been like, oh my God, why are they talking about branding? I'm the brand manager, right? Mm-hmm. But no, I, I thought it was still a great way to show like, wow, they they have learned branding so much that now they can speak on it and they're being asked to speak on it. So as a way to kind of get ahead of it, <laughs> we created this series called Brand Yourself and Get Ahead where we actually highlight those same clients and talk to them about branding, what they learned and all of that, and also show the culture as well. So it's a great conversational style piece with each client. Um, it helps promote them, it helps promote us, it helps promote the culture, and it helps you to see the dynamic that we have with the clients. And as each episode releases each month, um, the clients, they actually share each other's content and share each other's wow. episodes. So it, it, it helps to reinforce that culture again that we're saying. And not only that, it helps to position us where we are our own celebrities. Like we're kind of like creating culture where we celebrate ourselves, we celebrate um, who we are and we don't have to go and find a celebrity to be part of the team. We are the celebrity. So I'm the host, they're the guests mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's an awesome dynamic. Um, so it's called Brand Yourself and Get Ahead. The website is called brandyourselfandgetahead.com. Um, I wish I would have sent you that link, but <laughs> it's brandyourselfandgetahead.com where you can see all the amazing clients. Um, you can see the upcoming episodes, the trailers, all of that. And it's also a great piece and tool to showcase all of the services we provide because we use our in-house videographer for the production. Um, we use our in-house image consultant for styling. Um, and of course, you're seeing all of our work in that one piece. Why was it so important to you to create a community over competition? Because that's uh, that's what you've created. You created oh, wow. a community of amazing people that are not trying to. Oh, sorry about that. I thought I had that on. No worries. <laughs> um, um, that are trying to you know help each other out and not right. trying to backstab to get ahead of the ladder. Absolutely. You know, and I I love the way you phrased it. A community instead of competition. Um, a, so. I, again, because I feel if there's a community involved, and I'm big on partnership and community because I feel when you feel like you're part of something bigger, you want to be involved and you want to take ownership of that. So creating that culture where we support each other and, like you said, um, provide a space where we can cross-promote and cross-brand, mm-hmm. it, it really helps create that community feel. I didn't even think of it. <laughs> but um as opposed to creating a hostile environment environment where you feel like you have to compete with each other and even get jealous of each other and each other's work. Um, I didn't want that. I didn't want to have to deal with that. And I already knew and foresaw that my clients are going to love me to death <laughs> and not want to share me and not want to share me. So it was important that I got ahead of that and kind of create a culture where everyone felt seen, felt heard and felt supported. So no one felt like, oh, you're favoring this client over the other or vice versa. So if they're supporting each other and lifting each other up, there's no, there's very little room for that feeling. Now, w- when you first started out, was that something that you like, that's my number one goal is to create that atmosphere or was that something it, that it, just it was, it was, it, okay. it was, it was, and, and it organically happened, but it was my mission to really create an environment where I, 
And I used to joke with my director of operations and one of my clients about how I want to move almost like a record label moves. How, you know, how record labels, they have an artist and they feature another artist on one artist track in order to help that artist get themselves mm-hmm. out there. So it's kind of like that. I want to create that environment where if this client is up here and is doing amazing things and is out there and getting exposure, then we could have this client feature on either it's mm-hmm. one of their episodes or be interviewed by them or something like that that helps to pull that client up as well. So we, I did start with the mindset that I wanted to move like a record label. <laughs> Do you ever think you'll go into the record label business if you wanted to move into that? <laughs> no, 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 no. Just kind of just creating that that similar culture where, um, again, where the, the clients are the stars, they're dropping their albums, which is usually their own courses and their books and things like that. Um, doing launch parties, doing um, VIP events around these clients so they could feel like the celebrities. Um, so that's that's a that was intentional is to create that culture where our clients feel like VIPs, feel like celebrities and they get they're seen in that light. And they're not rappers, they're not all of that, but they are doctors, they're lawyers that people really look up to now because of the work that we've done behind them and see them as this, oh my gosh, th- this is so cool. They're so cool. <laughs> Have you ever gone to a point where somebody recognizes you in public, but they don't recognize you as, you know, just plain old Lydia that, oh, she's the branding girl. That that has happened. That has happened um, because I do, I do have my own personal brand um, and I go by the corporate socialite. So as a corporate socialite, what I do is I help um, bring affluent clientele and affluent people to spaces where they can let their hair down and have fun. So we match them with restaurants, lounges, things of that nature, who are also looking to attract a more fluent clientele. Because especially after COVID hit, they kind of had to flip their marketing. And because the older, more rich people weren't coming out as much, <laughs> they're staying home because they wanted to stay away from the COVID. So the younger audiences were coming out. So they kind of had to flip their marketing to attract the younger audiences. But now they kind of wanted to redirect it back to try and attract a more fluent clientele. So some restaurants work with me to be able to do that. So I bring my clients and bring other organizations in to either have their industry events or maybe their business meetings, things like that. And also have opportunity to come and just hang out if they're having a birthday party or something. And they treat my clients like VIPs. So I, I love it. It's a great, it's, it's a lot of harmony being created. I love that. Now, where exactly are you based at? I'm based out of Atlanta, Georgia. Oh, Atlanta, where Tyler Perry studio and everything. Yeah, friends that live in Atlanta. Yeah, so it's it's kind of the perfect environment for the culture we have that mm-hmm. we're creating because it is kind of like a little Black Hollywood here. Yeah. So, um, being able to have the clients seen as these celebrities driving the nice cars and going to events, it's 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 a really cool experience. So so. The cooler the clients look, the cooler I look too. So, <laughs> <laughs> so everyone wins. Everyone wins. So, but that has really helped with me and my personal brand. And you'll be surprised. I'm super shy, super, super, super shy. So, <laughs> having to come out as a corporate socialite, it did take a lot out of me to really say, okay, I'm gonna come out as this alter ego kind of person and be someone who's out here at all the hot events and being seen everywhere and all of that. So um, it has really helped with generating traffic to the company as well, because people want to hang out with people who know people. So it really helps in that space. And I can't believe that you're shy. I am super shy, super, super shy. (laughs) 
mean, as soon as we got on, we connected. And I mean, you wouldn't tell that I used to have anxiety about being in front of a camera. So, hey. Uh, yes, yes, I do. And I get the, the bubbly guts and all of that. Like, I get the anxiety and the butterflies in the stomach. But I just push past it. And that's kind of my message to people, to my clients as well, is you just got to push past it. You have to just keep going. <laughs> now, has there ever been one client that you just like, I'm sorry, we just can't work with you because we're not seeing eye to eye on things? Um, we actually, yes, there have been instances like that where it's just, we just don't, aren't, 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 aren't on the same page, so to speak. Um, and that's okay because not all relationships work out. And this is at the end of the day is a relationship. So there's no hard feelings or anything like that. It's just, okay, so it wasn't a good fit. We're not a good fit and that's okay. So we, we, we would prefer to work with clients who are not only receptive to what we provide, but also where we feel we can help them dream big and see the big picture because that's where the magic happens, you know? So if they're not connecting with us and they're not able to really engage with us, then there's no point in the continuing the relationship. So we don't force it. Yeah. See, that's one thing I, I applaud you for because there's a lot of companies out there that are doing branding and ads and things like that, that they force mm. the relationship just so that the they can get the bottom line, the dollars, but you're not forcing it. You know, you place that relationship with your client over probably anything else. Of course you have to get paid because then that's a given, but you want yeah. to make sure that you're happy and your client is happy as well. Absolutely. And that's where the authenticity of a brand comes through. So it's important that we're authentic here and that it's a genuine connection because we don't want the bad PR, first of all. And like I said before, even as we're building brands, we can point to any brand, even if they no longer work with us, you can still point to the brand and say, I had something to do with that or vice versa. Mm -hmm. So you want to make sure that anything we're putting out is a good reflection of us. So we can't risk getting involved with clients or potential clients that aren't a good reflection of peer branding groups that may be detrimental to the brand that we're trying to build, the reputation we are building. So we do have to be choosy in our selection of clients. Wow, I love that. And that I want to ask you a question about how important it is to be authentic because a lot of times you see like the brand will say something or or somebody like a personal a person will say something and they're totally next minute they're saying something totally different. So how is it important yeah. to be your authentic self? online oh, and offline super super important and i i that's kind of my i say i'm the brand ambassador of authenticity because i think it's so important that who you say you are matches who you really are especially when in this world of social media and online presence people tend to pretend to be someone that they're not online and when you meet them in person it's a completely different person so i i pride myself in being who i say i am personally um and when you meet me in person it's the same energy. <laughs> it's literally <laughs> the same energy. So um, I, I really value that. And I think it, whether it's a product, a service, a company, or organization, it's important that you are authentic because people see through the lies. Eventually you're going to break face. Something's going to happen that there's, you'll see the disconnect. Eventually you can only keep it up for so long, the facade. So it's important that you are authentic because if you, whether your brand is that you're real, that you are tough, that you are, it, it doesn't matter what it is, just making sure that you say that and that you're consistent in that. Um, and people will appreciate it and they'll respect it. So it's not saying that you have to be a goody two shoes or that you have to be super sweet or bubbly or anything, but whatever you decide your personality, your brand personality is, just stay with it, stick with it. And then people will respect it. 
I love that because that's respect comes a lot in with your brand as well. So let's talk mm -hmm. about the importance of all these major companies now. Have you seen a trend now where they're starting to include everybody in their campaigns? Yeah. It used to be you only saw women like me, which mm -hmm. honestly, <laughs> I don't even see women like me in my brand in the things. Um, but, you know, you only see white women or white male. Now mm -hmm. you see all different cultures and why is that so important? Well, like we said before, offline, it's important that people see themselves in whatever it is, whether it's a perfume line, whether it's a cosmetic line. It's important that you see yourself in it because you want to know that they're talking to you as well. You want to know that there's something out there for you, that they remembered you, that they thought of you, you know? So um, no one wants to feel left out. No one wants to feel left out. So being able to have that diversity inclusivity is key. Um, and I think with any brand, and we push that a lot with our clients. As our clients are coming into the organization, sometimes they do just want to market to one particular audience. Mm -hmm. And we try to expand their, <laughs> their mind a little bit more and say, how about you kind of branch out a bit more, maybe create a line of products within your company that focuses on maybe one particular hair type or skin mm -hmm. type, et cetera. But overall, your company offers services to all. Um, so there's a lot of times that we kind of have to have that back and forth with the client because they really want to be, or I want to have this for this particular demographic. Um, but I always have that conversation with them. Do you, why do you want to exclude everyone else? And do you want to be seen as an organization that excludes others? Mm -hmm. So we want to be careful of that. So um, a lot of times I get through to them. Sometimes we don't. Um, and we still just create a campaign or a, a, a message that doesn't really hone in on one, but um, you can see that, okay, so this is really for me, but it's not just for me. So I, I think it's really important that diversity and inclusivity is a part of any brand strategy or brand campaign. Do you think, where, where did that change start? Because I know probably within the last couple of years, you actually started to see more and more, but can you kind of pinpoint when it actually kind of turned a little bit? Oh, well, when it really took a big turn is when COVID hit and the riots and all of that started, um, the Black Lives Matter movement. I mean, that's when you saw a big um, turn when it came to inclusivity with all companies. That's when everyone was saying, we stand with the with the movement and I stand behind this, I stand behind that. So um, that's when we really saw a big turn there. And actually one of my clients, if we want to turn it into a case study kind of situation, one of my clients, we actually used that opportunity to position her as a diversity and inclusion speaker in, this, in the industry of logistics. First of all, she's a woman um, mm -hmm. in logistics, so that was already a diverse aspect. She was an African-American woman in logistics. So with, with all these companies looking to, because that's what was happening at the time, people were looking for African-Americans to speak, <laughs> to mm -hmm. talk to their audiences, to talk to their um, teams and things like that. So we leveraged the opportunity and we actually had a meeting and said, this is when you need to talk about diversity and inclusivity. And we changed her messaging and it got her on so many podcasts on so many different interview shows because she was African-American and she was not only open to speaking, but she was mm -hmm. intelligent and she knew what she was talking about. So it was a very great um, way to position her as an expert. Um, and it really skyrocketed her platform when we were able to do that. So it was a great opportunity that we seized in that moment and really took it to the next level. Now, how often are clients, because you said you told her that she kind of had to change her a little to diversity and inclusion. 
how often our clients, um, what's the word, open to that shift a little bit? Was there a little oh. bit of like pushback, like, no, I don't think so, or I don't know if I'm. Oh, no, she, she was very open to it, um, especially because I, I, I believe I have a gift <laughs> to see <laughs> some, some of the talents within people. Um, I've had it since I was younger. I was branding before I even knew I was branding, um, kind of just kind of helping clients or helping friends and family just kind of position themselves. I didn't know what as well what I was doing, but when I think back, I was like, man, I was branding so and so back then. Like kind of just, oh, she does makeup. So I would help her find other people to do makeup for, even though it was only her own makeup she did. But um there's not always a lot of pushback because by the time again I'm a coach as well. So mm -hmm. I kind of coach them into it. So um I, I have the power of persuasion in that space. And they trust me. So um, we've built that trust, that loyalty, and I let them know that I stand behind them. So having that support system, that trust, and that belief in them, it's just a matter of getting them to believe it themselves. And once they do, it takes off. And I love I love to see when they are feeling themselves. <laughs> I love it. I love it. When I start to see them acting a little, I'm like, okay. <laughs> I see you. I, <laughs> I see you. I love it. when Because that's when I know they're embracing who they are and they've, they're walking in it now. So that's a beautiful feeling to see. Yeah, it is. And it sounds like that you bring out the best in people as well. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I mean, after God, um, I, I, I am really honored to be able to do so and to have a front. I always say I have, I have a front row seat to people's greatness, um, sometimes even before they see it. And that aha moment, I love it every time when they finally say, you know what? I can do it. And it's like, yeah, you can, you can. And I, I love it because it always almost comes out as something they say. And once they say it, that's when I'm like, okay, now you're ready. <laughs> now you're ready. Yes. Has there been one client that's been like, you really had to coach them into doing it because they're like, no, nah, that I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. And then they're finally like, oh, and they come back. Why didn't I listen to you sooner? Yes. Yes. I mean, there have been instances like that, but let, and again, we have that family culture. So sometimes they do it for me. There's times when they turn into my coach and they say, Lydia, you could do this. You could do that. And I'm like, you really think so? Like, yeah. I mean, my clients are the reason I even came out to the forefront a bit more and got mm. more so in front of the camera instead of staying behind it. Cause they kind of just encourage me in the way that they see me. I'm like, that's how you really see me. And they're like, yes, that's, that's what we see. I'm like, okay. So I have to kind of start walking in it myself and me walking in, it helps them walk in it. So we, we're we're on this branding journey together. We're doing this all together. <laughs> I love how you just talked about it, a give and take relationship that as much as you give them, they give it right back to you. They absolutely you. do. Yes, they absolutely do. And it's, again, it's, it's an exchange. I mean, because there's times I don't feel like it. It happens to me. There's times I don't feel like it. And we, we sometimes have those conversations where we were talking and they'll say, well, Lydia, you got this and I, you did it for me. You can do it and did it. And they say, Aw. and sometimes I'll cry with them. It's so sweet. I have some amazing people in my life. They're so amazing. <laughs> and you can just tell you're just so bubbly. And I love the fact that right up front, you said, okay, we're a Christian company, but we will work with everybody. Yes, yes, yes. Because I, I do believe it's important that we, we, we show love. I mean, love is at the foundation of everything we do. So it's important that, um, that love is felt no matter who they are, where they come from. Again, these are, these are people. <laughs> so, and, and these are people who don't always have an opportunity to be vulnerable because they are CEOs. They are top 
high level executives. So they have to put on that strong, bold facade all the time. And sometimes they just, they're, they're breaking down inside. Um, so being able to be that safe space where they can talk about their problems and kind of just release, mm-hmm. um, it, it's, it's, it's a lot, but we're here for it. And I thank God that I have the capacity to do so. It's not, it's, it, it's not easy because I do make sure that I'm filled up <laughs> so I could be able to do that. So I pray, I meditate. Um, I don't come to them empty. I try not to come to my clients empty because I know they need me to pour into them. So I, I have to go back and recharge sometime. Um, so that I do have my moments where it's like, okay, guys, I need a moment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and, and I have to recharge. Um, but that's what it's ultimately really about for me um, is really being there for them in that, in that space. And I think, again, that's why I'm not afraid of them leaving, even whether it's the clients or whether it's the team um, is because that exchange that we have with each other. I don't know if you could get that anywhere else. Yeah. And it doesn't sound like you would, because I mean, I can't even imagine if, if you're like this all the time, bubbly and just really energetic and really in love with what you do and love what you, you gave, you called out your, your senior people on your team and that you were just like, you were bubbling about already yeah. sharing the credit with them and then talking about your clients. I can't imagine anybody wanting to leave you unless they were wanting to leave to start their own business, but then you would also support them that way too. Absolutely. Absolutely. We still win because either way they were with us, they are with us, they partner with us. There's no reason for it to be about competition or competing, you know? So we all in this together. We're all in this together. Now, do you work with clients just exclusively in Atlanta or do you work all across the country? Across the country. So we have clients in Florida. We have clients here in Atlanta. We have clients in Philadelphia, New York. And um, one of our clients has locations in Pennsylvania, Georgia, and in Haiti. So we are international <laughs> and we're hoping to acquire more clients who are international. We also have a client in Indiana as well. So we're constantly expanding and tapping into different markets. So that's a blessing as well, especially with everything happening with COVID. COVID was really a, a blessing in disguise in that sense because the virtual aspect of business became familiar now. It's not something that's, mm-hmm. oh gosh, you don't have an office or you're not in, so you don't have to be in one place anymore. So we're able to work with our clients everywhere, anywhere, at any time. I could be on the beach right now and working with a client and be fine. That's <laughs> <laughs> the beauty of it. So, I mean, we embrace that. And again, and even then, it's part of the lifestyle piece of the, of the company. So we're showing that our clients can have a, a good lifestyle and be able to be entrepreneurs and still live life to the fullest while running a company, running a business. So we become, we lead by example in that sense. So at what point do you say, okay, work time is over? Because you just talked about I could be on the beach working. So what mm-hmm. time do you say, okay, work time is over. I need to take, you already said you have to fill, you have to pour from a full cup, not an empty cup. Yes, take yes, yes, yes. Yourself. What, at what point do you say, okay, I'm going on vacation. Don't contact me. Okay, so I used to have a big problem with that. I used to be that person that would work day and night, day and night and not take any breaks. And I would burn the candle at both ends, so to speak. Um, but I realized I was of no use to my clients in that space because I would be so burnt out and tired. So that was also what triggered um, us getting more consultants on the team so that I could kind of delegate more. So delegating became a, a huge part of our structure. And even learning to delegate was was difficult for me. Um, but having people that I can trust and that I knew were 
if anything, better than me <laughs> in, in many aspects. I think that was very important that we got ex experts to be our consultants because in that space, they are better than me. And, mm -hmm. I'm, and I'm proud of that. I'm proud to say that they are experts in those areas and that I completely trust them and even go to them for advice in those spaces. Um, but when it came to really figuring out a schedule and a routine, that's what became important. And even recently, I had to implement a sleep schedule so that I could go to sleep by on certain times, mm. so I could wake up at a certain time. But I do have a schedule, um, and I run by that schedule. Um, and that has really helped with being disciplined in that sense and with time management. Um, there are moments where I still don't focus as much as I, I would like to, but that's, again, I'm human. So giving yourself grace, too, is important. It's giving yourself space and grace to be human because we are not machines. So that's what it comes down to. It's like, you know what? I'm not a machine. I'm going to take a break and just closing the computer and just woo-sighing. Because, again, that's why we got into this anyway. I got into this entrepreneur space so that I don't get worked to death. <laughs> <laughs> And sometimes you have to remind yourself, like, this is why we do what we do is so that we could have those moments because who's going to check us? We're our own boss. So <laughs> having those moments where you can just kind of just take a moment and get back to yourself because when you're aligned and you're in a better headspace, you make better decisions. You're able to focus better and, and provide quality over quantity. So that's, that's how I learned to approach it. Still working on it, <laughs> but um, it's, it's still part of the journey. You mentioned the importance of delegation. I know a lot of people when they're building their brand and it's their baby. And cause I can imagine yes. this, the Pierre branding group is your baby. Yes. And not wanting to let go and not wanting to let someone else take over part of it. You have to build that, that relationship of trust, but how hard was it to delegate for you? Ooh, it was really hard. It, it was really hard because not because I didn't trust people, but because I felt like everything was in my head. Mm. Right. So I felt like only I knew what, what was next or what needed to be done or how it should look, or how it should feel. So it goes back to really being able to get that vision out of your head and putting it on paper or putting it somewhere that others can see it and run with it. That's so important. So learning how to get all the thoughts and ideas and visions out of my head and in, in a format where my director of operations can understand me fully communicating and making sure that they grasp the vision. So once they did, they were able to say, okay, I know exactly what Lydia is trying to achieve here. And once they understood that, now she, who's Keanu is her name, she's, she, I call her, she's my boss. I tell everyone, <laughs> this is, I work for her. <laughs> um, she's a director of operations. And when I tell you she runs my company for me and she's able to convey um, not only my thoughts, but sometimes her, her own ideas and, and just concepts almost, it's like, Wow, it's like I created <laughs> this mini me, but almost better. <laughs> so to see her come to life and delegate and manage the consultants and, and run the meetings and give them the agendas and follow up with them, it's, it's just amazing to just watch. And it's, that's the beauty of knowing that you've imparted yourself into someone and to see how they're able to take that and run with it. So you, you have to not be afraid to give yourself to others in that sense. I think that's where a lot of people aren't able to delegate because they don't want to give themselves. They don't want to give a part of themselves to someone for that very reason. They're afraid that they'll be better than them or look better than them or sound better than them. And I'm all about people being better than me. <laughs> I'm all about it. 
And that's that's such a different mindset to have because a lot of people are like, they want to be the top. They don't want anybody else to be better than them. I'm all about that because if the people around me are better, I again, I win anyway. I win anyway. Mm -hmm. But if, if I'm the smartest one in the room, then there's a problem. There's a problem because then I, I, we will never grow. We would never grow. We would never expand. We'll, we'll always be in a position where we are behind the eight ball because I'm the smartest one and everything has to come back to me in order to get done. And I don't want that. If anything, I want to eventually kick myself out of my own company <laughs> and, and just watch it grow. Yeah. And you just sit back and collect the money, right? And let it, so everybody else run it. Sit back and just watch it grow and just be like, oh, look at my baby all grown up. <laughs> now our time is almost up which i hate because this is such a great conversation Aww. but is there one last little nugget that you want to leave people with before we talk about where people can find you at in social media okay okay if i had to give one last nugget it is to huh, to lead with love really to lead with love and all that you do when you lead with love the world needs love people need love society needs love everything comes down to love um i think i think it wins over everything because a lot of people use guilt or shame to make people move or do things and i i, I don't even the energy behind that is just not it's not going to get what you think is getting done done so ultimately leading with love i think is really the key in moving ahead in life moving ahead in your personal um and professional experiences just putting love first and everyone's going to be able to just attract that and gravitate towards that. So lead with love. I keep, every time you say love, I keep looking at, cause if you see in my window seal, it says, let all that you do be done in love. The, oh, wow. The, the thing, 1614. That's like, I make sure that I put that up. And so awesome. I just think it's so funny that it kind of goes right along with what I put up there. So. Yes. And I didn't even see that. So I didn't steal it. <laughs> no, I didn't say you stole it. I just think it's amazing how God works like that. Yes. Yes. And God is love, you know? So I, I just think it just, it just makes sense to just lead with love and everything else is going to fall into place and people see it. They feel it. It's, and that's what it's about. Branding ultimately is about the emotions, the feelings, the connection that you have with your audience. So if you lead with love, then you will, you'll build that brand. You'll build that super brand that you want to build. So, yeah. So tell people where they can find you at. Okay. Well, of course, you can find us at peerbrandinggroup.com. If you go on the website, you'll find all of our social media handles under there as well. And our Twitter is Peer Branding. Our Instagram is Peer Branding. Um, our Facebook is Peer Branding. Um, and if you want to find me personally, you go to lydiapeer.com. That's where you can learn all about the corporate socialite brand, um, which I feel is a great way for me to be able to express myself. It's a great avenue for me to kind of stand out from my own company um, and just be me. It's a safe space where I get to be the playful, fun, but still corporate self because for a long time I had to keep the two separate. I thought you couldn't be a businesswoman and have fun and be seen as someone who's fun. And then I had that, that movement was actually me getting out of my own way and bringing those two worlds together and helping others do the same. So creating a safe space where you could be in business and still have fun while doing it. So um, LydiaPierre.com and my, my social media handles are the same, LydiaPierre underscore. And so if people wanted to contact you about working with you for branding, just go to PierreBrandingGroup.com and yep. 
there's probably a absolutely contact page. yeah you just you just either go to the contact page and fill out that form or click the get started button and then we'll just go ahead and get you onboarded with the questionnaire and then we do our intro call so you get to talk to me <laughs> you're doing the intro call that intro call that you might as well just plan on doing for an hour right <laughs> right 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 <laughs> just letting people out there know that if you're if you only have 10 minutes to talk don't call schedule it for a longer period right yeah yeah <laughs> well lydia i want to thank you so much for coming on and your bubbliness has just made my day i mean literally i had a day that started out with my computer like restarting on me right in the middle of an interview because i had one earlier and like right in the middle it just restarted oh i'm so like, sorry well i'm glad i was able to brighten up your day with my yellow yellow yeah and the yellow too <laughs> and, the, and i still do not know how you wear the nine inch shields i don't know how you wear <laughs> they're only five inch only five but, inches but only five inches i would be tripping over myself <laughs> <laughs> well thank you so much melissa for having me i mean it was a pleasure it was a great conversation i i get really scared when i do these things because again i am shy inside but you made it just so comfortable and so it's just a great conversation. So thank you so much for that. You're welcome. It's like I say, we're just sitting down, old friends, having a cup of coffee that people are actually going to overhear our conversation. So Yes, yes. <laughs> so guys, I will put in the show notes all the places where you can find Lydia as well as the corporate social light. Ooh, I got caught up on that word. And <laughs> if you have any branding questions, please feel free to contact her because Absolutely. I can already tell that her company is amazing and I've not even worked with them, but it's just the fact that she's doing community. She built a community around her that support each other and not like one trying to one up each other. So that's right. really important. So as always remember, be blessed and most importantly, keep chatting with each other. Chats from the blog cabin. We not only have voices for a podcast, but also faces for YouTube. Don't miss your next episode.